On today's episode of Titus and Tate, we are talking about body transformations. It is officially body transformation season, Tate. Mm. Uh, summer is over. Labor Day has come and gone. Uh, we're recording this on Labor Day, actually. But uh, summer is over. That means it is time for the college basketball programs to start tweeting out all the work that's been put in in the summer, which, yes. like, given the circumstances, I'm curious to see how much work was put in in the summer. Mm. Um, Tennessee got ahead of it. Tennessee did the, uh, the Eve Ponds, the annual Eve Ponds picture where he's got his shirt off and he's yoked out of his mind. Mm-hmm. Um, and everyone's like, oh, my God, look at all the gains Eve Ponds has made. And then mm-hmm. you're like, well, actually – if I go back to last year's picture, he was also yoked out of his mind last yes. year. So I'm not sure. How, how much, much more yoke can Eve Ponds get at this point? Um, but uh, yeah, this, this is this is one of my favorite times of year. It is uh, it, They're going to start trickling out. Tennessee, as I said, has gotten ahead of it a little bit. But also beyond that, we have Kevin Love's birthdays today, Tate. I don't know mm-hmm. if you're aware of this. He's a he's a body transformation guy. Uh, we, we just got done watching uh, Jokovic. Jokovic, I'm sorry. I was getting ahead <laughs> of myself watching talk about the tennis thing. Jokovic's buddy, Jokic, uh, 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 play the Clippers, and that was a big talking point because anytime Jokic starts doing anything, they're like, now remember, if you think he's fat now, folks, you should have seen him a long time ago. Mm-hmm. And then there was also a time when he was skinny. Here are some pictures for proof. <laughs> uh, and then obviously is the Zion Williamson mystery is, a, uh, is always relevant on this program. So there's a lot of reasons for us to do this, and we're excited to do it. The top five body transformations of all time. Yeah, we got the domain for iszionfat.com. So we are invested in this whole idea of transformations. We're excited about the idea to keep it specifically to basketball, or at least I hope. That's what I'm planning to do, to keep transformations just for basketball players. We may stretch out because there's been lots of transformations in the world. Uh, We're going to talk playoffs a little bit, too. As I said, I just got done watching Nuggets Clippers. Um, The the Celtics beat the brakes off the Raptors. My God, what a boat race that was. Uh, I don't don't know how much we're going to spend on that, but, you know, the playoffs are going on every single day. I guess uh, we should It's hard hard to keep up up in a new cycle world in a world of takes with yeah. nba games every single day because you can go from lugan store going 0 for 9 to dropping 30 points where yep. are you gonna stand you could go from playoff p tonight to pandemic p just a week yep ago. yep jamal murray was was all the talk everyone loved him now is he on the fraud power rankings i don't know well we might have to do i might have to do my fraud power rankings update <laughs> who's the biggest fraud in the bubble right now uh also tate's really excited because north carolina uh is actually favored to win a football game so at the very end maybe we'll do some college football i don't know it might come up it's a holiday who the hell knows what's going to happen we're going to get to all of it but first woody durham he takes the timeout All right, it is Labor Day Monday night. We are recording this. Uh, the two hardest working man in show business back at it again <laughs> on a holiday. I can't believe it, Tate. I, it's 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 against all odds. We are here. We we have done it. I was I was slamming Coors Lights today, trying to salvage some part of a normal Labor Day. You know, weird times we're living in. Uh, can't can't do get-togethers. Can't do barbecues. Trying to mm-hmm. still social distance, but it is Labor Day. You know, and there are traditions that need to be had, such as drinking too much. So, tried to get that in. Um, not the same. Not yeah, the same. <laughs> it, it, it's not a Casamigos Labor Day like we had uh, yeah. not too long ago, maybe a year ago. A tradition unlike any other when you and I get on a microphone and we do a podcast and we talk about the preseason of college basketball. We've turned yep. the chapter from summer to fall. Here we go. We have college basketball preseason talk. We have college football. We have the NFL. 
and we just have fodder. And uh, and usually we have a lot of drinks with a lot of friends, but instead we had fires around us uh, because <laughs> yeah. you and I both live in Los Angeles. So we had uh, some of the scariest imagery I've ever seen in the sky look like something out of Independence Day or uh, yeah. you pick your, your, your movie where the world ends. It looked like that a little bit yesterday. But otherwise, we're holding up and we're watching basketball. And uh, I'm happy to be talking to you on another Labor Day. <laughs> God, th- this is th- honestly most most times on Labor Day, or if we had if we had to do a show on a holiday, I would be complaining. I'd be like, because that's what that's what we do best, honestly, more than anything mm. else. We complain really well. Um, so I'd be like, what you know, like why? I I am so aggrieved. Why does the rest of the world get to take the day off and I have to work? Uh, that that would be my typical um, rant I would go on. But today I'm blessed. I feel blessed to be able to have some sort of normalcy. Every Monday and Thursday we get together. We talk about nonsense, uh, and it makes me feel like the world is not any. Because as you said, boy, if you if all you signs play, point to yeah, if you pick your head up and start otherwise. looking around, positive vibes only. We're gonna keep it rolling. Uh, so. Well, you know what? We're going to save college football for the end. I was going to ask you about North Carolina because I, I saw this this tweet that North Carolina is favored heavily in a football game, um, which is something that apparently has never happened in the history of North Carolina <laughs> football. Uh, but we'll save that for the end because we have a ton to get to. We got to get to these body transformations. Uh, I, I'm excited about that. I'm excited to, to, to hear your list. Do we have playoff thoughts? We just watched the Celtics destroy the Raptors. Uh, I don't know how this series became the make or miss series, but it has become the make or miss series. Uh, I, I'm a huge fan of this. As you know, uh, I'm, I'm a big-time make-shots guy. You have to make shots to win at this level of the NBA playoffs. Um, but I, I would argue that making shots is important for all the series. Uh, but uh, apparently, like, the, the talking heads have just gravitated towards Celtics-Raptors. That has become the make-or-miss league game series, <laughs> whatever the hell it is. Where Stan, I think it might just be Stan Van Gunny. I think it's just because Stan Van Gunny's all the call for these games. <laughs> where every single game, it's like this is this is you know this is a make or miss league, and we're seeing that again tonight, you guys. <laughs> yeah, SVG and JVG are both in the bubble together, and they were talking about their relationship tonight, how they're getting to talk to each other, and I think it's rubbed off on the games. And I think it is your favorite phrase. It is the Mark Titus: "If you make shots, you will win." If you miss yes. shots, you will lose. It is a simple philosophy. If you make good... them, wins will come. Yeah, it's our own version of the Field of Dreams. And like you said, I mean, the last time we did a show, OG Ananobi hits a shot against mm-hmm. you know the Celtics with .5 on the clock, and he made said shot, so they win said game. And then the you know it kind of just carries over into the next game. The Raptors win again. We see that happen. Uh, you know, you can't let one shot make you lose two games. These are all the verbiage that's going out in the world. And this series is basically between Brad Stevens getting asked to interview questions and, and just sort of the hoopla around the Celtics and the Raptors and the coach speak around it, talking about mm-hmm. triangle and two and, and the things that Nick Nurse is doing with the Raptors, you know, defense, they're bringing in its own defense. This is a basketball junkie's dream, this series, as far as tropes and mm-hmm. sayings and things that really mean nothing but you know what they mean. And yep. uh, that's what it is with Raptors and Celtics. I mean, uh, yeah, with, 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 with respect to Billy Donovan, these might be the two best college basketball coaches in the NBA, right? The way, mm-hmm. the way Nick Nurse and uh, Brad Stevens coach basketball is, I mean, obviously Brad Stevens was a college coach, but Nick Nurse throwing out the, I do love that too. That like, l- listen, I'm not, I'm not taking away anything away from Nick Nurse because uh, you know, he, he, he's, he, so he won a title last year. His, his defenses are being, copied all that like i'm just trying to make a joke here so calm down everybody but it is it is hilarious that like nick nurse throws out a three two zone and everyone's like holy shit what is this yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. Is, wait a second what, have what we ever seen here? this in basketball <laughs> history <laughs> yes yes he's revolutionized the game 
by going triangle. It's by doing the, the exact same defense that every farm town in Indiana runs when they play mm-hmm. the city team and they can't, mm-hmm. they can't stop them. <laughs> and they wrote a triangle too on the two best players. That is look uh, all the, all the Northern just, Iowa fans right now are very yeah. upset, but just tone it down. We get it. It is revolutionary. Uh, bringing the zone deep to make, to make the zone defense in vogue in the NBA is yeah, a it is, in and of itself. You know what I mean? Honestly, all jokes aside, it is yeah. pretty awesome. Like I, I do enjoy it. That's like my biggest gripe for the NBA through the years has been that everyone plays the same style. It's a copycat league or whatever. I know they see that about the NFL more than the NBA, but uh, it really does feel that way. It's like the, the way the rules are, are have, have moved towards favoring certain offenses and superstars and uh, just whatever the whole, the whole league has kind of become, everybody's doing the same thing. And ultimately whoever's going to win is whoever has the best player on the floor, which is like cool. And it makes for a lot of cool highlights, but uh, not always the most compelling thing to watch. And that's always been my argument for why I enjoy college basketball more is that, Virginia can win a national title. North Carolina can win a national title. Everything in between can win a national title as long as you're not in the Big Ten. And <laughs> <laughs> and that's what makes it fun because you're like, you're like, all right, Virginia versus North Carolina tonight, two completely polar opposite teams trying to do polar opposite things. And we're getting that more in the NBA now because not only is that happening with the Raptors throwing all these defenses that, you know, typically everyone's just like, let's just switch everything or let's just – you know, like everyone runs the same defense. The Raptors are mixing it up. Uh, meanwhile, you got the Rockets-Lakers series, which is also a contrasting style situation. Small ball, big ball type thing. Uh, it's been great. It's been fun to watch. We have no idea who's going to win the title. Every that, That's been another thing that's going on. Everyone knows the Bucks are not going to win, but every other team is like, like the talking heads have gotten to a point where they need to really drive it home that this team is good enough to win the title. And you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I – Yes, I think they yes, are. Yes, the Rockets could win the title. Yes, yes. if all things come together, <laughs> they could win the title. If they uh, make you shots. Mean, yeah, and if they make <laughs> shots. And uh, you mentioned the, the tropes kind of carrying the series. When I think of a trope uh, in the basketball world, I think a game of runs. And when I think a game of runs, I think the Miami Heat and the Milwaukee Bucks because these this whole series, like you said, I mean, the NBA playoffs, is everyone kind of knows the formula. If you have LeBron James or if you have Stephen Curry, if you have Kawhi Leonard, mm-hmm. you're probably going to advance. You know what I mean? For the most part. And in this series, you say you have Giannis Antetokounmpo. The Bucks have the mm-hmm. best regular season record. They should advance to the next round. That's mm-hmm. going into the series. Instead, the Miami Heat have sort of turned everyone on their own face by saying, no, wait a second here. Jimmy Butler is, quote, unquote, the best player <laughs> in this series. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know what I mean? I, I think that that is, one, a testament to the heart of Jimmy Butler, which I think Hart is, Hart's had a great time in the bubble. You talk about, like, mm-hmm. the, the, the Q scores of Hart. Hart is uh, what James Harden brought up when they win yep. game one against the Lakers. He said it's not about small ball versus big ball. It's about the fact that we had a bigger heart. You know, it's heart over height. This is the Muggsy Bogues, you know, formula in life. This, this is, is how we do things. Yep. And uh, the same thing sort of goes for this series where Jimmy Butler and the Miami Heat have culture. We don't have heart. Mm. We have, we have heart that's within our culture, but our culture. We, we need three more power. I'm pretty sure we get three more powers and Captain Planet shows up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Heart. Yeah, culture. I mean, seriously, that's the Make shots. Heat. And then it's Pat <laughs> Riley. Powers combined. I am Pat Riley. <laughs> I am Pat Riley, and I run the NBA Illuminati. And that's pretty much what is happening with the Miami <laughs> Heat. And I and I just wanted to ask you because, like, from my vantage point. Yeah. I am one shocked that it's happening because I had a I had a feeling the Bucks could really make at least a run to the Eastern Conference Finals. I didn't yeah. I didn't think they'd win the title, but they had a chance to at least do that. But just from the outside looking in, I feel like this is a real shock to the NBA system, right? We where we a expect little bit. the best yeah. team to get ahead. 
I don't think it needs to be uh, – uh, I, don't, I don't mean to make it a bigger deal than, than it probably is, but, like, it does sort of feel a little bit like, like – I don't know. I don't, I don't want to use this word. But I, I was going to say it's, like, almost a referendum on the, the regular season not mattering, right? That, like <laughs> – that Giannis, this happens time and again with the Bucks. that I, I don't doubt that Giannis Antetokounmpo is a great basketball player, and I, he, he probably deserves to win the MVP. I don't pay super close attention to the regular season as much as – Everyone else in NBA media does. So when they vote for him to win the MVP, I'm sure it makes a lot of sense, Tate. But uh, this is a pattern, and I'm not saying it's a pattern in the way that, like, I'm calling Giannis a fraud, even though if I was doing fraud power rankings real quick, by the way, fraud power rankings as of today, Labor Day night, I, Giannis has to be number one. I think Westbrook's number two. He's pushing up towards number one. <laughs> and I think you got to throw Lowry and Siakam at number three. Anyway, uh, very quickly, just want to do my fraud. Siakam's number one on my list, uh, yeah. for the record. Yeah. Uh, I'm not trying to. I'm not trying to like make this a, a, a hot take, talking head like the way everyone treated LeBron before he went to Miami and won titles. Like Giannis is a choker, all that sort of stuff. I don't think Giannis is a choker. I think Giannis is kind of one-dimensional, and it works in the regular season. Why is anyone's guess? But it it sort of feels like maybe defenses aren't playing quite as hard and I'm not, I'm not doing the old man. <laughs> Wait a second. Like, Whoa. Yeah. Are you yeah. saying <laughs> I'm not it doing doesn't old man matter as much? Yeah. Literally like I'm not, I'm not saying they don't play defense in the NBA, but in the regular season, pretty obviously they don't play as hard as they do in the playoffs. Yeah. So uh, Giannis can, can just drive by everyone and dunk on them. And the regular season guys are like, you know, I, I can't really stop that. Cause I'm not going to go balls of the wall trying to stop it. Regular season, maybe you're more willing to go balls of the wall. Um, mm. I don't know what it, I don't, that's, that's probably the, I don't know if the officials call it differently and they just, you know, if you ask Bucks fans, I'm sure it's that Giannis is getting screwed by the refs, whatever it is, but it really does feel like, uh, yeah, the, like, like, I, I don't know. Are the Bucks Virginia? Is that what we're finding out? Are the Bucks pre-title Virginia where like they have their mm. obvious style? I, I say this about every team, by the way, I think I, I call the Rockets Virginia. I've called mm. the Raptors Virginia. God damn. I miss college basketball. Can we get <laughs> yeah. college basketball? Come back Virginia. Virginia. Come on, Virginia. But that's that's uh, that's that's my take on this. Is like, I I love the Heat. Obviously, the way the the way the Heat are playing is a ton of fun to watch. We love dunking on this program. Uh, I I I don't want to take they 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 swept my beloved Pacers in the first round. You're 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 what were they one shot away from sweeping the Bucks basically? Mm-hmm. Um, like the, the the Heat are obviously playing well, but the story has to be the Bucks because it's not just this year. It's every single year with the Bucks. They they were basically swept by the Raptors in six games last year. They were up two two zero on them, and then just completely shit the bed four straight games. Um, I don't know. I I I that that's why I'm sticking to my guns. I think America's going to turn on Giannis if if they're not calling Giannis a fraud already. If you're not calling Giannis a choker, uh, it's going to happen next year. And then Giannis is going to look around and be like, it's just not happening in Milwaukee. Like I'm not winning a title. Screw winning a title. I'm not even making the finals. And then he's going to go to Miami or Golden State or wherever else. And then all of America is going to be like, all right, screw this guy. I can't believe I ever loved him. I thought he was the chosen one to lead the small market to glory. I was wrong. I, I feel like that's the obvious conclusion to all this. These are the tables. This is what happens. We saw with, you know, 07 LeBron takes his scrappy Cavaliers team to the finals. They get swept. America mm-hmm. says, LeBron, you got to get out of there. This almost happened. Chris Middleton saved the Bucks from this moment where America sees a sweep. And they, they see blood and they go after and they say, we got to get this guy somewhere else. But at the same time, America will turn because that's what America does. They will turn. And when they turn, he will go to Canada and he will go to Toronto. He's going to Toronto. He's going wow. to Toronto. And okay. then he's, right. he's Canada's favorite son. And uh, yeah. everyone's excited. Well, you, br- you bring up the, Le- the LeBron Cavs <laughs> saying, like, yeah, I feel like 
when LeBron was swept in 07, everyone was like, man, this is, you know, th- th- this is the start of something special because LeBron's still young. He was going up against the Spurs and Popovich and the, the Spurs dynasty, you know. And I was like, yeah, we get it. Of course, the Spurs are better than you right now, but you're going to be great. Don't worry, buddy. You're going to win a ton of titles for Cleveland. And then they lost to the Magic, right? Uh, uh, that, was the, that was the last team 2009, 09. yep. Yeah, in 09, they lose to the Magic. Um, that, is that, that's not why he left, though. No, they left, he, left. He, he left because of the Celtics. They lose to the Celtics. They lose to the, the Celtics, that's yep. what it is, yeah. Yep. But I remember then they lost to the Magic. That was the devastating one. Because that was the, that, they were supposed to play Kobe in the finals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was supposed to get, 2009 was supposed to be the LeBron-Kobe finals, yeah. But by, by the time they, when they lose to the Magic, I think everyone I, I feel like LeBron losing to the magic is where we're at with Giannis right now you know what I'm saying like mm-hmm. the tide has turned all right two years ago we loved you that was you, you just lost to the magic what the hell is going on here and then next year Giannis is going to lose to the Celtics maybe literally maybe he literally mm-hmm. loses to the Celtics like LeBron does uh and then he has his own decision which is you're saying he's going to the Raptors I'm not I'm not calling my shot on that regard I'm just saying he's leaving and when he does leave and when he announces it he, when he leaves he's going to go to a team that's really good obviously um and then everyone's going to turn on him if they haven't already that's my prediction is that the the days of people loving Giannis as the Greek freak as like I don't know how to pronounce his name but god damn it I love him I I I can't get enough of this guy what he does on the court is so amazing I feel like I feel like those days are winding down Tate I feel like I feel like Luca is the European darling and Giannis is the has-been and people are going to push him to the side I read this article uh, from 2014 today, and it was about Paul George, and it was written by Pablo Torre, you know, and it was the whole thing was he's the best uh, two-way wing in the NBA right now. Mm -hmm. This is 2014. This is six years ago. This is when he's 23 years old. And this is what I'm talking about as far as the sweet spot of when you are beloved, right? You have like 19 to 23, 24 range, and then everyone has the expectations. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's kind of like when you're a golfer, you know, the, the, the major expectations come on you once you win, you know, a certain amount of tournaments. People are like, when's he going to win his major? When is Sergio Garcia going to win that major? When is Phil Mickelson going to win that major? And in basketball terms, it's like, Paul George, or, or let's use OKC, right? They get, or like LeBron in 07, you get to the mountaintop. It's mm-hmm. coming. You're going to get yeah. yours. We, yeah. we know it's coming, but we love you right now. But as soon as the years build on, the fact that you got there, like almost, it's like, you know, when you make Citizen Kane, you know, at 25 years old, everything you make <laughs> yeah. afterwards is going to be a failure, you know, in the eyes of we've already got the masterpiece. Right. And what's happening with all these guys in basketball, Giannis Antetokounmpo, we've seen the Greek freak be the defensive player of the year, the MVP, like you said, the regular season. We've seen that absolute ultimate status where he's unstoppable he's like Shaq but he's a forward and he's lanky and it's something we've never seen before what is this and then it gets to the playoffs and things get tight and you need to be able to move in small windows and get to your spots and if you have no spots yep. where do you go and I think mm-hmm. like that's the next stage of his game he will get to that stage but like you said as you grow into that stage you have the growing pains of everyone saying well, you didn't live up to the expectations. Well, you, you know where you, you go. Where yeah. do you go from there? You go to a different team that has a better surrounding <laughs> cast. So okay, the see, this is the LeBron. This yeah. is the LeBron aspect. You got to get out of go. uh, What else is going on in the playoffs? What else we got to talk about? You Clippers, Nuggets. Can I just say this? Uh, mm. I'm cheering for the Nuggets. I, I think everybody hates the Clippers, right? Do people hate the Clippers more than the Rockets now? It's starting to feel that way. I, Patrick Beverly, I saw he came out tonight and it was talking about guard, like, uh, I don't know if he was talking about guard Jokic or just Jokic in general. Just talking about how much he flops and how he's similar to Luca in that regard. And, flailing, uh, yes, flailing, yes, yeah, yes. yeah. Just you know, listen, Patrick Beverly, a, a tiger doesn't change his stripes. He's very hateable. He leans into it. Um, but man, I, 
I have a feeling that the Clippers might be hated more than the Rockets now, right? Like by, I don't know. Especially because like people really hate the Lakers. People really hate LeBron. I feel like they're, I don't know. I don't know. It, it's interesting. The, it's interesting. The, the, it, it, does, is anybody <laughs> cheering for any team out West other than the Nuggets? And I guess the point I just wanted to get to, uh, I, I, I got carried away there, uh, is that it's very frustrating for me that the Nuggets are being pitied uh, because I want the Nuggets to come out of the West. I, I, I like the Rockets. I don't hate the Rockets. Uh, I'm kind of starting to hate both LA teams. Um, mm-hmm. So I'm cheering for the Nuggets. I think the Nuggets would be a fun story. I love Jokic. Gary Harris, he's an Indianapolis guy. Um, a lot of reasons to like the Nuggets. It's very frustrating that the Nuggets in game two are beating the hell out of the Clippers at halftime. And all the TNT guys are just like, I don't know. The Clippers looked like they were playing pretty well there to close out the half. I'd be worried if I was a Nuggets. The Nuggets were up like 12 or something at halftime. Like, I don't think I would be happy if I was a Nuggets. Same thing happens tonight. The Nuggets are up at halftime, and like the whole tenor is like, I don't know if this is good enough. I don't know. And you're like, they're winning. They're winning. And, and it's just becoming frustrating just to, to watch. You play to win the game. Yes. <laughs> the the conversation and listen, I granted, I will I will hand it to you that the the the, the Denver Nuggets kind of choked tonight. They got tight down the stretch. Uh, they they should have won the game, but um the the this this idea that like and and basically I'm I'm kind of just complaining about Charles Barkley, which I understand is a fool's errand, like whatever. But um, it's just it's just interesting to me that like it seems like nobody believes in the Nuggets whatsoever, not a single person. They're like this the it it, it the way they talk about it, you would think the Nuggets are down three zero and just needed a miracle in overtime to extend the series to 3-1 and that the Bucs might have a shot. Like, should Giannis come back? Should Giannis come back and play? Because the Bucs are still kind of in it. They're still mm-hmm. – they're like, no, they're not. Do not come back and play, Giannis. You're done. The Bucs are over. Get them out Give of it here. a rest. Give it a rest. You, you, had to get the, you had to earn yourself, you know, out of a place of, to get the gentleman sweep. But, yeah, to go back to the Western Conference, the Clippers are doing exactly what you expect them to do. When you have baby face across the street, when you have the beloved Los Angeles Lakers as they are trying to portray themselves to be, I'm not quite sure that they are as beloved as they seem to believe that they are. The Clippers yeah. have to turn heel. So they turn heel and they say, we are the bad boys. You don't like us. You don't want us to win. Meanwhile, their superstar is the most affable on accident, you know, character you probably can find in the NBA in the sense that like you talk about a, a, a prototypical player or athlete where you're like, just keeps his head down and yeah, yeah, plays yeah. hard. Like that's Kawhi Leonard to plays the game the right way. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And he checked Lock all the boxes. His middle finger. <laughs> so you would, yeah, like the, the, all these things, right. Has this great new balance commercial where he's playing the piano and eating popcorn, things that everyone can appreciate. Do we think he knows how to play the piano? Yes. You think so? On the record. I, I, yes. Yes. I legitimately have no idea. I wasn't trying to take a shot at him. I was just curious if that was like a, and, and the reason he knows how to play the piano and I'll go, I'll take my shot on this is because Kobe Bryant told him he should learn how to play the piano. <laughs> A hundred percent. And he was like, you know what? Why not? And Kobe's like, I got Kawhi. Wait, was Kawhi the guy? I feel like there's a guy who said he was bringing a piano, a keyboard into the bubble. It doesn't feel like it would have been Kawhi. Does I think it might have been JaVale McGee. Yeah, I I vaguely remember. God, it it feels like it was so long ago. And it was probably, what, like three weeks ago that the bubble started. Um, (laughs) I I feel like there's a story where a guy was like, I'm going to take a piano. Uh, (laughs) Someone, Rui Hachimura said he was working on his taxes, right? That was Mm -hmm. was the other tryhard one we called out. (laughs) But I think someone said they were taking a, a piano. Was it Kawhi the whole time? Was that son of a bitch learning piano in the bubble the whole, the whole time? time with New Balance sitting there just filming him? Like, yes, do it again, Kawhi. Film it again. But like, uh, but like, all I'm saying is that the Clippers have the the potential to be a babyface again, even though that they are the heel. They can yeah. 
turn. And I feel like that turn could happen if they make it to the finals. The Rockets are, are somewhat in this weird yeah. pseudo period where people don't want to hate them because that's what everyone does, right? But nobody yeah. wants to like the Rockets. So everyone's kind of like, it's a it's a weird period but I kind of uh, I'm in the process with the Rockets of I think they can take the Lakers to seven games and maybe I'm crazy that's how I feel I feel like game one was this fallacy where I maybe fell in love with the idea and they might just lose four straight and I'm gonna feel like it's listen if they make shots they can beat anybody (laughs) exactly (laughs) that's the problem Uh, give me your give me your teams you're cheering for power rankings Mm. What, we haven't done we, we we've done the fraud power rankings we've done the ap poll <laughs> what is the uh the tate fraser perfect scenario who wins it um the, the team you're, you find yourself rooting for because i'm, I'm kind of like neutral on all these teams like honestly there's uh I, that's what's been so enjoyable to me is like i'm watching it i truly do not care in the sense of like mm. i have any allegiances i i I, a lot of the guys I know, even like the, the guys I'm, I kind of played with or, or friends with, whatever, like Gordon's on the, the Celtics. I'd love to see Gordon and, and Stevens win. Um, that's like the personal thing. Obviously, Duncan's on the Heat, but there aren't really like a ton. I didn't think about that. Uh, so even that part of it's kind of, I'm just like enjoying it all, taking it all in. I assume you're doing the same. Who are you cheering for? Who, who if you could, perfect scenario, who wins it? There's no such thing as cheering uh, on my side of things in the sense that like yeah, you're I a used journalist. To, well, I, well, I used to have no. I mean, I used to have rooting interest in money. Uh, I used to bet oh, on okay. these games, <laughs> and now I don't bet. And if you don't bet on basketball games and you live the past life where you did, there's this freeing feeling, right, when you're watching a basketball game where you just don't care, right? There's yeah. this apathy that almost like. I'm almost addicted to the apathy because I was so ingrained in this idea of like working with all these people that are degenerates that I had to keep up and be in that world and see what was going on. That like, now that I sit at home and it doesn't matter to me, like you said, I can like Gary Harris playing defense today. I'm watching Gary Harris play defense and I'm like enjoying it. And if I had money on this game, I don't care about Gary Harris or anything about defense. All I care about is the four point, you know, live bet that I made in the middle of this game, which I decided not to make. And anyways, (laughs) all that to say, all that to say, uh, when I look across the board, the Miami Heat are my number one team as far as same, the team that I'm same. pulling for. Um, and, and people may look at us and they say, oh, Duncan Robinson, you're, you're pulling for – yes, we're pulling for the friend well, of the program. First of all, yeah, we are. And secondly, Duncan's getting a little too buddy-buddy cozy with uh, uh, JJ and Tommy. And they're, uh, I, I don't, I don't want I don't, out, like, I don't want to call it out, but I will – No, I, I want to call it out. <laughs> okay. I, I'm not ready to declare war yet, but, like, come on. What are we doing? I mean, let's just be honest. Uh, Tommy Alter <laughs> – uh, has been around you and I and has been around the podcasting world that, uh, that I've been around for quite some time. And Tommy Alter, uh, friend of the program, sounds a lot like correspondent to me. Uh, yeah. OM3, yeah, yeah, yeah. OM3 yeah. sounds a lot like OSP yeah, to me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, so those are, those are some of the to me things that I could point out. But uh, all that aside, we love Duncan Robinson, love the heat. Um, yep. I, think I think they've got to be number one. Yeah. I think my number two team is the Lakers. Um, Whoa! And, and I think a lot of people would be shocked by that. Uh, wow! Because they think that I'm a LeBron hater and I don't want LeBron to succeed. Yada yada yada. Yeah. But what I want is Danny Green to succeed. And uh, I, <laughs> I got you. I got you. I got and you. I and I like the idea of Kobe's, you know, you know, legacy kind of living on. I like the Mamba jerseys that they play well in the Mamba jerseys. So I think the Lakers have the people in that sense um, because of. The, you know, the ties to the Lakers roots and all sorts of stuff. So there's, they're my number two team. My number three team is because of the babyface aspect is the Clippers. I think America will actually turn wow. back. 
they will turn back face and uh, they will love. We started uh, the out Clippers. so well. I got. I, that's I have my the, top three. That's I have my the top Bucks three. at the very bottom. Mostly the just Bucks are like, the very bottom. It's yeah, like, yeah, whatever, they're out. Matter, they're, they're out, out anyway. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and then I have Lakers and Clippers. I, I have, I have grown to hate the LA teams. Um, and I'm not really sh- entirely sure why. Like, but yeah, I, I don't know. I, I, I'm not. I sure live, I live with Clippers fans, right? So like, yeah. I, I've had to deal with that as like pulling for the Warriors over the years. I've had to listen to Clippers fans. So I also am happy for them that they have like a real team that's past Chris Paul, past, past Blake Griffin, that whole era. So I have like a soft spot for the Clippers, and then the Lakers. Like I said, there's like a soft spot in society where we're all just like, if they do yeah, this, yeah, the, I'm I'll giving all that. credit I'll to Kobe. I'll give you that. The Kobe factor. The Lakers should. I have the Lakers at number seven, like just in front of the Bucks, and I should bump them up <laughs> number seven just because. Of Kobe. <laughs> I should put them up a few spots or I should put them at eight for Kobe. I'll put them at the very bottom. Put them at eight. Yeah. Put them at eight. Virology. I have the heat at number one. I got nuggets at two because uh, I've, I've, I'm falling in love with the Denver nuggets team. Mm. Uh, I, I, I don't, I, don't I, I think it's M- Michael Porter. I think it's just watching Michael Porter, like become a, a, a no, no, no. Yes. Guy right in front of our very eyes. The Michael Porter mystery continues in your mind. It's over. I think when he dunked on Harold, you were like, the mystery's over. Michael Porter Jr. has arrived. Uh, in my mind, you watch the rest of the game, and he's like, <laughs> he turns. He has some of the dumbest turnovers ever. He takes very stupid shots. Yes. And then there are stretches for like three or four minutes where he looks like the best player on the floor with Kawhi Leonard and Paul George and Jamal Murray and Jokic, and he's the best player on the floor. And you're like, oh my god, this guy's unbelievable. The mystery in my mind continues, and it always will. <laughs> it- I'll just be honest with you. When he took off, right, when he took that step in front of Montrez, I was like, okay, Montrez is going to take the charge here. This is a moment where, you know, like a Larry Nance Jr. moment, right, where, like, maybe he goes up and climbs and he's going to, like, almost throw it down. Everyone's like, man, what a moment. But the fact that he threw it down and the fact that TNT had the, you know, you know, awareness in the moment to say, let's cut to Michael Porter Sr., who mm-hmm. then looks like every other proud dad in America that's like, my God, I can't believe I just <laughs> saw that happen. Can you believe this? Yeah. And that whole sequence of events, I just said to myself, wow, Michael Porter Jr., not only did he just arrive by dunking on the sixth man of the year and one of the most fiercest defenders in the NBA and kind of sent a statement, two, his dad approved it, and three, Mike Malone still looks just as confused as he did before because he is like, what is happening yeah, my, with this my, guy? My, what do I do with this guy? Yeah, Malone, like, he looks like anytime Porter does something good, he's like, ah, shit, because he yeah, just knows it like <laughs> – All the reprimanding did not work. Yeah. Yes, here it comes. Well, he, he hates that Porter – he hates when Porter starts playing well because he knows, like, three turnovers and four fadeaways are, are coming, <laughs> and he can't do anything about it. And Michael my, Porter's feeling himself. He's like, damn it, we're screwed now. Um Michael Porter Jr. Because you know, yeah, you, you gotta let him. You gotta let him ride the hot hand. It's it's fascinating. It's no, fascinating. he uh, he reminds me. One of the kids in our neighborhood when we were growing up, he would come over only child, and when he would play with us, he would never pass the ball. Like he, it was like it was like his own. Like he was doing his own like workout tape like with yeah. us within a game. You know, I mean, you pass the ball, and then he's like doing his little dribbles that he'd been practicing, and he would shoot it every single time. Never pass it to anybody else, and it was like blinders. And <laughs> Michael Porter Jr. has a little bit of that going on too, which I yeah. like. A little bit of uh, nuggets are my two just to round it out. I'd probably put Celtics to three. I, Whoa, I, I that's, that's I've way more before. egregious. Listen, man, I, if Ugh. you change the name on the front of their jerseys from Celtics to anything else to Grizzlies, I think they'd mm. be super likable. I think like you, you can't fault the players for the colors the of their jerseys. Right. Mm-hmm. Like I think mm-hmm. the team itself is likable. Brad Stevens is likable. Uh, I love the way they play. I love that they don't have a superstar, even though every Celtics fan thinks that Jason Tatum's like, 
one of the top seven players in in the last however many years that we've seen in the NBA. No comment. No comment. <laughs> yeah, uh, he's not he's not that good, but he's very very good. <laughs> uh, same with Jalen Brown. I love that. Like they feel like a college basketball team in that regard. Like we, we did the we did the comparisons. They feel like North Carolina to me, Tate. Oh, like yeah, what's uh, what's not to like? So, <laughs> I like them. Uh, who cares about the rest? We'll, we'll move on to that. I, I, no, no, I, I like that. Say, I, I, I have PJ Tucker at number four. Not even the Rockets. The Rockets are down at five or six. I got I, the, the reason I love the Rockets, I zoned in on it. I honed in on it. I mean, um, PJ Tucker. I love him. I, I think that Westbrook is a fraud. I have him at number two on my fraud power ring. <laughs> Harden, like, I'm kind of flip flopping on Harden. I, I, I felt like I was carrying the torch for like loving Harden. Um, but like that game seven against Oklahoma city, man, that was tough. That was tough to watch. Uh, but I do love PJ Tucker and I just, I don't care who knows it. So PJ Tucker has done a great job of, uh, branding himself like on a, on the floor as a basketball player and off the floor as a shoe guru, right? Everyone kind of knows him as the shoe guru. And then if you watch them, you know, watch the Rockets play as a team, PJ Tucker is a dog, right? We do, we both know that we've seen yeah. PJ Tucker since he was at Texas and he went abroad for four or five years. You'll hear the story. If you watch any Rockets games, they'll give you the full PJ Tucker story now. But PJ's name is not even P or J. It's for Pop Jr. that uh, he's named after his dad. I mean, the fact that his name and the what he's called is Pop, like father, and the fact that he's owning people father in a basketball. <laughs> yeah, Father Jr. So son? Like, are, you, are you saying son? Is that I, I, I don't know, but you're going to get some by PJ Tucker. That's pretty much the story of playing against him. He will guard LeBron. He will hit corner threes. He will dive on the floor. He will talk his shit. Uh, he, he is like, we were just talking about Kawhi, right? You're like, he's like the, the textbook basketball player we all love. Well, PJ Tucker is the textbook, you know, just like dirty grinder player that we all love where you're just like that, like Marcus Smart tries to be what PJ Tucker, I think truly is right. Mm, like he doesn't, he doesn't, he doesn't break the rules. Like he doesn't take the, doesn't, um, let me take that back. Break the rules is too far. He doesn't uh, string the rules and extend them out as far as he can, just so Mm -hmm. that he can use them to his advantage. Mm -hmm. He just plays the game uh and, and we love a grinder so we love pj tucker i like that uh, number four pj tucker yeah but he's number four and then uh the rest i don't really care <laughs> yeah, we're, we're dragging this out too long uh do you have anything else you want to say before we get to our uh body transformation any other playoff thoughts i just want to say if i was michelo Boltra and jimmy butler was playing the way he was playing i would shoot a new commercial and he would be drinking jimmy's secret stuff and it would be michelo Boltra because i mean that is it that is yeah. that is what's happening i don't know so oh, I don't know if he drank it before, or after, or whatever, but it's working out. So that's that's all I have to say. I want to say, uh, Tice and Zubox are, or Zub, how do you say Zubak? Zubach. Zubach. Botch. It's botch because it's the C, right? It's Croatia. Yeah, the Zubaka thing that they keep saying is throwing me off. It's it's Croatian, so it should be Zubach. It's Zubach, but so it's it Kevin Zubacha. But it but it's Zubaca, Kevin like, it's Kevin know, Harlan. It's Kevin Harlan, and if there's anyone that deserves to say Zubaka, it's Kevin Harlan. Uh, Pulisic ruined this for everybody because, like, well, he Americanized it. Yeah, he, he Americanized it, it yeah. and then now it's just like, like, you should have just, I don't know. But, uh, Zubox, Zubox, uh, <laughs> I was getting carried away. Uh, both those dudes are good, man. Like, Tyson, yeah. Tyson, I think part of the reason I love the Celtics is because I, I kind of like Tyson's game. Like, he actually is good. <laughs> Tyson, it, it, it feels like a throw in, like, oh, that guy that also, like, I guess you technically have to play a center, so throw that dude in there. He's like actually good. At, he's a good rim protector. He has a ton of energy. I, I enjoy watching him play basketball. And it does feel like it feels like Daniel Tice watched a lot of tape 
of just like how to be the perfect five in this yeah. modern NBA. And he has just studied it every single night and has perfected it. He knows exactly what to do at all times. It's almost irritating how good he is uh, at, at just the pick and pop now. It's just like, all right, this guy is developing but, his game at another yeah. level. Zubac got worked tonight by by Jokic a little bit. Um, but that's he, that's, he fouled out and everything. But that's part of the, that's like why he's out there. I don't know. That's he some played, that's some national stuff going on too. Like there, there's some bad blood on, there. He yammed on uh, Millsap and I don't know. I I I I think like sometimes especially like when they're European dudes, like the the, the white European dudes, and uh they're the big guys. It, it feels like they exist just to get dunked on. Like going back mm-hmm. to the days where like Shaq just basically yammed on like every european white dude sabonis that tried, that tried yeah. to try <laughs> sabonis yeah. and uh yeah I, I thought there were more than that i guess it just was <laughs> luke longley dunk on luke longley uh but it just felt like todd mccola <laughs> probably not yeah uh, all the, the entire jazz lineup uh it just felt like like it feels like it, like these guys get stereotyped that they're just out there to get dunked on and uh uh I just wanted to say I that they actually are good play like they actually are, are serviceable and um, yeah the the, the Zubac trade still is the most ridiculous thing you could ever think of as far as value it was like a second round pick yeah. in Mike Muscala for uh, a future starting five in the playoffs there uh, you go. all right let's take a break we're gonna come back we're gonna do our body transformation I'm excited about this it's body <laughs> transformation season we have to celebrate it's Kevin Love's birthday as well we're gonna celebrate both together with our top five body transformations of all time Quick break to talk about our good friends at Whoop. Whoop is a fitness wearable that provides personalized insights on the performance of your sleep, how recovered you are, and how much stress you put on your body throughout the day from both your workouts and the normal stressors of life. Whoop has been all over the news lately with their partnerships, starting with their partnership with the University of Tennessee. UT announced that they will outfit their entire athletic department, Tate, with Whoop in an effort to drive performance and health monitoring across student-athletes, coaching staff, and administrative personnel upon their returns to campus. Rick Barnes is wearing a whoop. Does that mean Rick Barnes is wearing a whoop? Should we? Should mm-hmm. I compare my stats to Rick Barnes? Should we get mm-hmm. Rick Barnes on the program and just like? Uh, mm-hmm. I gotta say this about whoop, man. We need like a we need like a holiday setting to just like hit the button and be like, whoop, calm down, stop trying to motivate me to work out. Like I'm trying to just get drunk and celebrate mm-hmm. the holiday as best I can, you know? Because like I what woke up this like? morning. I woke up this morning and Whoop's like, hey, man, you're primed for a, a great workout today. And I'm like, buddy, no, I am mm. not. <laughs> I'm going to hit the snooze on that one, bud. Uh, Whoop is offering 15% off when you use the code Titus at checkout. Go to Whoop.com, W-H-O-O-P.com, and enter code Titus, T-I-T-U-S, to save 15%. Sleep better, recover faster, and train smarter with Whoop today. And we're not done yet, Titus. I have a question for you. Do you ever feel like you're always on – I do. Yeah. Yeah, you do. We're on right now. We're literally on the air and uh, that's what you need. You need a Coors Light to deal with all that. Coors Light wants to give you a way to take a break from the new reality of endless video chats in 2020. Say goodbye to your video chat background and hello to that beautiful travel destination in real life and actually chill. That's right. You can get a Coors Light. The Colorado Rockies is blue. Pop the top. You're there. Five lucky winners will get trips to the beautiful destinations they've been dreaming about going for going to for months to enter for a chance to win visit coreslight.com slash outside during september and upload a screenshot of yourself in your ideal video background the prize package is valid through june 2022 so winners can plan their trip whenever they feel comfortable maui 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 let's get it this is a pretty this is a pretty easy one for titus and i we don't have the background right now but we put the maui uh you know the, the 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 beautiful coast of maui the lahaina civics 
consider I'm whatever gonna, yeah. we need to do. We, I'm gonna we click Maui. I'm gonna click it to be Maui, and then it's gonna okie doke me, and it's gonna put Asheville behind me, and I'm like, what the hell just happened? Yeah, yeah we don't want to go to Asheville. <laughs> we want to go to Maui. Please, Coors Light, send us to Maui. Uh, and if you want to go uh, on a vacation of your choice, uh, enter for a chance to win a trip to the beautiful destination of your choice at CoorsLight.com/outside. Celebrate responsibly. Coors Brewing Company, Golden, Colorado. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes. Sweepstakes begin eight twenty-seven twenty. The ends on ten one twenty. Open only to legal residents of the 50 U.S. states, 21 years or older. Travel must be to the destination indicated in the entry. It must be completed by 6-30-2022. For official rules, including how to enter price details and restrictions, visit www.coreslight.com outside. Void where prohibited. Message and data rates may apply. Back to Titus and Tate. All right, so let's get into it. Top five body transformations. Uh, do we have any notes? I, I b- before we get in, do we do we have to explain it any more than that? The only thing I wrote down is our our producer Lou. She she was very adamant about this. She wanted to make make sure we made clear that uh, puberty is not a glow up, is what she says. That's her direct mm. quote. She says this is happening too much in media. You're seeing like like I guess the first example that comes to mind for me would be C.J. McCollum. We see the picture of him where Costa Kufus is running behind him. It looks like he's gonna trip over him when they were playing high school together at Glen Oak mm-hmm. in Ohio. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you take that picture and you take C.J. McCollum now, and you're like, wow, what a glow up. That's not a glow up. That's called going through puberty. He was a freshman in high school. <laughs> mm-hmm. He hit puberty, and now he's a full grown man. Like that's how puberty works. Uh, she wanted me to point that out. Great note. I feel like we need to point that out that th- these are not guys who went through puberty because a lot of guys go through puberty. Mm-hmm. Someday you might go through puberty, Tate. That one day. Me. I should have. One said day. That. That was, one that day. Was, that was a cheap shot. That was a cheap shot. Um, but yeah, that that is not uh that is not what we're doing here. Correct? Do you have any other notes? What else? We got? I will say mo- mo- some of my guys definitely went through puberty, quote unquote. I'm not afraid uh, of that being argued against me. I will say that the whole journey uh, <laughs> of the transformation, right? The whole period in time where you were and then you are now, like the 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 past picture is all that matters, right? So as long as you get to the present. And, and you have a good, that's why there's so many people that could be in this category because you could think about, is it age over time? Like who's the actor, right? That we always hear that was, uh, that he was the, he was the fat kid when, when, uh, uh, Jerry, uh, uh Ryan know. Reynolds in the movie, just friends. Oh. <laughs> uh. <laughs> you know what I'm talking about, but before all that, but whatever it's, uh, it's like a, a Sandlot type movie, but, uh, you know what I'm, it's like the Goonies, but not the Goonies, but, Dude, he's I, the- but can I, can I just call this out right now? This is, uh, the worst part about podcasting is that you and I are talking right now and, and you know that however many people are listening to this, like screaming at their cars and their, at their ear, whatever, mm-hmm. that they have the answer and we're not going to say the answer. And that is very frustrating for them. And they're all losing their mind right now. And I just wanted to uh, point that out, that that's happening. That's, that's currently what's happening. Or people this is brought like, to you by Google. Thank you for Googling. Uh, we appreciate you doing that and figuring this out. Uh, who cares? Let's get into it. I think, people, into it. I think people get it. It doesn't necessarily, I'll explain my list. It doesn't have to be uh, for the better. This isn't like guys that have gotten better shape, guys who uh, had a glow up per se. It is their body used to look like this. They used to have a body that was A. Now the body is B. That was a transformation that happened. That's pretty much it. Um, I'll let you start, Tate. You're number five. Wow. This is going to be really – so we're keeping it basketball. That's the whole thing here. Or at least we were trying to keep it basketball. So for my number five, I guess this counts as basketball because he did play basketball in the NBA for quite some time. He's from New Jersey originally. He is now coaching high school basketball. He is in and out of the Memphis Grizzlies uh, summer league situation, we should say. And he's a man that goes by the name of Mike Bibby. And uh, Mike Bibby, great one. This is a great one. Yeah, 
Mike Bibby, number five on my list. Mike Bibby was, of course, a point guard, probably for the Kings. If you, if you think about the, the young Kings back in the day with Chris Webber and those guys, Mike Bibby may come to mind with his headband on. Uh -huh. After he left basketball, for people that don't know, he got swole. He got jacked, mm -hmm. and uh, he basically looked like he was ready to start a fight anytime, anyplace, uh, anywhere. And uh, in 2015, he was the captain of the Grantland basketball team. I had to go drive out to the middle of, I think it was Cal State Northridge, we had to go through to watch him play and coach that team. Um, they lost, and Mike, Bibby's, <laughs> and Mike Bibby's reaction to losing was something I'll never forget, and this was full swole Bibby. His Who arms looked like they were just like, you know. Wait, 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 hold on. There's a Grantland basketball team? Yeah, this is a 20. And I wasn't on it? No, this is the first year of TBT. This is the first year of TBT. Was it Grantland people? Was like Chris Ryan running the point? No, this is oh, uh this it was basically like, like the TBT we the Grantland was the sponsor. Jacoby was the sponsor. Oh, and, that's and then, right. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, they got I, and they got I, Mike Bibby to be the to star now. of the team. Yeah. And Mike Bibby was the star. I went to that game. I was like the towel boy yeah, of that game. I, this is coming back to me. I remember yeah. this now because Mike I, Bibby I, I've lost had this his conversation mind. before. Someone told me about the Grantland basketball team and I, I got upset about it before. Uh we've yeah. been down this road. That's a great one. Mike Bibby number five. Uh, Mike my Bibby. question though, is is he actually jacked or is it just one picture of him? Was it no, just he, like that one good? Because I just picture that one good picture of him. Uh, you know what I'm no, talking about. I, I just, I just had. Let me remind you. I watched him play a full basketball game that he lost on some questionable okay. calls okay. down the stretch. And my man, in fact, his muscle was growing throughout the game. Okay, I'm just, I'm, just, it, 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 I'm it, doing it, my due diligence. I'm making sure that it wasn't just the one picture. Something that, I've it, never seen before. Okay, all right, all right. That's a great, that's a great way to start this off. Uh, my number five is a man who I've been told I look like many times over. <laughs> Anytime he's playing basketball on your television, uh, I, I, not so much lately, but when he was on the Grizzlies, it definitely happened all the time. Literally every mm -hmm. time the Grizzlies were on national television, someone would tweet at me and say, I look like Marcus Saul. My pick is Marcus Saul. Uh, great before picture of him in high school where he just looks like a, <laughs> he looks like the Michelin man almost just like a pasty, big, fat white guy with like wristbands on. <laughs> and he just looks like a jolly giant out there. And like, he has no idea what he's doing on a basketball court, but he's like, I'm massive. And I know I'm good at that. Um, and then he goes, he, 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 his whole NBA career, he like he was kind of pudgy at first. He got in great shape. The thing I love about Marcus Saul <laughs> is that his transformation is not a linear thing. It is not a <laughs> start and finish thing. It is a very fluid motion, just like myself, which is why he is the one guy that I get told I look like. I I don't disagree with. I take that one with open mm. arms, and I'm like, I would love to look like Marcus Saul. I would love to be Marcus Saul. Um, the guy just like you never know he is he's he was the original is he fat or not the zion thing because it was mm. you, you don't know you don't know what you you're gonna get i saw him play tonight against the celtics two days from now when he plays against the celtics he could look so totally much, different so totally different he could he could look 10 pounds heavier 10 pounds lighter i don't know what i'm gonna get from him uh he he is a body transformation guy and uh I love him for it because I am the same way like i mm. when i step on the scale i have no idea what the number is gonna say no clue when, no I think, when, I th when I think of Marcus Saw, I think of water weight. And I think of uh, a, a fluctuation of water weight in the sense that, like, some nights, like you said, he can look a little bit bigger, a little bit, mm -hmm. you know, kind of bouncing around, flopping around a little bit. Then sometimes he can look lanky and look like pow. And you're like, yeah. wait, whoa, yeah, what, what, yeah. what is this? What is going on here? Uh, the, the main thing that my I had Marcus Saw as a plus one on my list. I thought that you, he would be on your list. So I'm glad to mm -hmm. knock that one out. He changed his diet when he went to Memphis because of the barbecue. He was going to be uh, all in on the barbecue, and he was scared he was going to get fat. So he changed his whole diet, started eating vegetables, salmon, sweet potatoes, these types of things. So 
that that was the transformation. It was his diet. So shout out to Marcus Saul, you know, moving there forward. We go. Yeah, he, he's a he's a guy who is always going to be on the uh He's always on the cusp of like being on a body transformation. Like you could do this every single year where like mm -hmm. you could go into the new next NBA season. You'd be like, these are the, you could make a slideshow. These are the top 10 NBA stars who got in shape over the, and it's like, you could put Marcus on it every single year. Cause like he, you know, like in training camp, he shows up fat to training camp, works out for like a month. And then like, he's good to go. And you're like, damn, what a transformation. And it's like, mm -hmm. like you said, it's just water weight. It's great. I identify with it. Not only do our faces look similar, but our bodies are very similar now, even though he's much taller than me. Like our, the, the fluid body, I don't know. Marcus saw, I, to be honest, number five is probably too low. He deserves more respect <laughs> than that, but he's my number five. I'm just happy he's on your starting five because yeah. I was scared if he wasn't. That's why he was on my list. I was like, if he's not on the list, I will bring this man up because he deserves at least an honorable mention. My number four, uh, as simple as this, like I have notes for every single guy on my, li on my list, but this guy is just his name and then it's colon and it's before after pick. And uh, and I want to show you the pick. Oh, yes. Yes. <laughs> and the answer is Steven Adams. Uh, yes. Steven Adams, to me, is the perfect example of transformation, right? He comes into the league. He is, uh, you know, just super jacked up. Looks like a, just a young go-hard about to go work on Wall Street with a short buzz cut, no facial hair, clean-cut guy, going to work hard, go to, you know, show up to the gym, be the grinder that we all expect. And then, you know, Six years later, eight years later, we get to the fact that he is full Aquaman. He has the full long hair. He has the full beard. He is, quote, unquote, according to Jimmy Butler, uh, powered by Krypton. Uh, he, <laughs> like, he is wrecking people with screens every single day. He is lumbering up and down the floor. And he looks like, like the guy. And if you saw him day one, it looks like someone that may get ran out of the league pretty quickly. Um, or maybe a Nick Collison 2.0. He was not Nick Collison. Yeah, yeah he looked like he was Nick Steven Collison Adams. at first, and yeah. then now he looks like Aquaman. Yeah, it's it's what, what transformation. A transformation. What a transformation that is. It's a similar vein of like Birdman doing the yeah, same yeah. thing. <laughs> and, uh, who was the guy on the Sonics? Uh, uh, Swift. Uh, Romel Swift. Robert Swift, the white dude, like the ginger. Oh. He had the he had the red hair, and he, I, I feel like he did the same thing. Where like he just like, overnight <laughs> just like showed up, and it was just like sleeves neck tattoo you're like oh my god well there's a layer a of different like, than the uh that's a little different than the steven well Adams you were talking about it like the bigs the bigs in general like a, a like greg is a perfect example. like the bigs in general are like their own personality their, their own unique yeah. way of existing yeah. right and if you're getting dunked on like uh like a steven adams was early on in his career you know it's like i gotta turn into aquaman like i gotta yeah. defend myself i gotta a birdman's like i gotta tattoo my whole body because all the pain that i'm taking on when people are trying to dunk on yeah. me and uh, um, that's what we say. Yeah, that, that that's a good pick. Number Steven four. Adams. Uh, my number four. Ah, oh, shit. I I didn't do all basketball, and I'm I'm starting to regret it. Um, I didn't do all basketball, and I feel like that's cheating. Um, I'm staring <laughs> at my number four, and I don't know if uh, I don't know if I should pivot or just go with it. I you know what? go with it. I might go just with go it. with it. Who get, who gives a damn? My number four is Jake Arietta. <laughs> i'm gonna tell you why because <laughs> all right that works i want to tell you works. why because in 2015 jake arietta had one of the greatest i i would say it was the single greatest half of big 10 stat of the day the greatest half of pitching the, the second half of the season pitching in mlb history um he had he he he, he his on, on on the year in 2015 he won the Cy Young. he had a 1.77 era uh after the All-Star break, his ERA was 0.75, Tate. He, he, between the uh, 
like at the end of 2015 going into 2016, he had uh, 52 and two thirds straight scoreless innings at home. Big Ten status. That, that's kind of a Big Ten mm-hmm. status day as well. Uh, scoreless innings at home. It was like major league. He was setting like all sorts of major league records. And if they weren't records, they were like top two ever, or top three ever, whatever. He's pitching out of his mind. And if you pull up his stats on like baseball reference, that that one season sticks out like a sore thumb. And every every Cubs fan remembers like how muscular he was. And every Cardinals fan was like, this guy is obviously on the juice. But mm-hmm. we all know the body transformation was that he was doing yoga before his starts. Because if you watch any Cubs game that year before Jake Arrieta started pitching, they would show him like doing like lizard pose in the bullpen. And they were <laughs> like, this is he transformed his body. He started working out seriously. And now mm-hmm. he does yoga. And that is why he's so good at pitching a baseball <laughs> and, and he's unhittable. And I'll never forget it as long as I live. Cause I was like, this smells fishy, but he's, he, he plays for the Cubs. So, uh, sounds good. Yeah. I love it. I love it. Checks the box. <laughs> yeah. Yoga. It, che- it checks out, you know, it works for me that he, he can touch his toes. That's why he's such a good pitcher now. That's why his muscles are massive because he can touch his toes better. <laughs> I will say as someone who could not even bend down a year ago and now someone that can touch his toes because of foundation training and yoga and breathing and these types of things, Jake Arrieta, he figured it out. Thank yeah. You, I mean, stick with it, man. You might win the Cy Young is what Jake Arrieta taught us. He had, he had, I'm going uh, to the G league. That's here, what I'm Here's decided. for comparison to like how, how much 2015 sticks out. He's had five complete game shutouts in his entire career. Three of them happened in 2015. <laughs> he's had six in his entire career. He's had six complete games ever of any kind. And four of them were in 2015. So uh, 2015, he was just an absolute workhorse. And it's all because he could do the Lotus pose and hold it. <laughs> it was worth it. It was all worth Hell it. Hell of number a body four. transformation. Honestly, that's, that's great number, number four. four the, yeah, it's not basketball, but whatever. Whatever, because number four on my or number three on my list is not basketball either. And okay, uh, good. I'm glad. I just didn't want to be the one that like ruined the no. basketball part. Okay, go ahead. Well, I will say this: it could be it could be basketball. It just depends on how you want to frame it. But this guy, number three for me, um, he was a kid on Degrassi. He was uh, in a wheelchair. He was known as Jimmy, and a lot of people picked on him, and they they went after him, and they said a lot of mean things, and. He got older, he got stronger, he dropped a few albums, uh, and then he got swole. And his name is Aubrey Drake Graham, and he is number three on my list. Body transformation. He went Love from it. he went Love from it. someone that needs to hit puberty and you know get over his first heartbreak to basically I am a god. I am out here. I am him, as yeah, Michael I'm Beasley him. once yeah, said. I'm him. Um, that is who Drake became, and that is my body transformation number three on my list. Drake, who could also be a basketball player because he does love basketball. I don't want to spoil the rest of your list because I don't know if you have these guys on here, but I'm thinking Drake. Drake's transformation is the same vein as like a Dave Chappelle, uh, yeah. Dr. Dre. Yes, yes, uh, yes. I am famous, therefore I am swole. Therefore, I'm just going to get – Carrot Top. Remember when Carrot Top just got What do you mean, swole? member? He still is swole <laughs> <laughs> to this day. Carrot Top is swole. You have Carrot Top at your number one. I just swore <laughs> uh, That's great. Drake, I, any, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan of anything, Drake. I've, I've long said yes. that. Um, yes, number That was three. the last concert I went to, by the way. That might be the last concert in my entire life. Is the Drake <laughs> concert at the Forum when he made all the poor people – cheer for the rich people down by him i'll never forget yeah. that as long as i live yeah I like, yeah make some, make, make, make some noise make some noise all y'all on the top make some noise for the people down low and i'm like what <laughs> like i think this is getting i think drake's getting carried why away am here. i supposed to cheer for the rich what the hell <laughs> sorry what uh all right number three for me uh this one does not belong on the list in the sense that like it's a name that I, I'm, I'm explaining it too much the reason i put mm. this one on my list is because 
this this is like the the old day the when the internet was the wild west um this was the before and after picture this was the one that everyone talked about they passed it around this was on this rocked the blogosphere um and and when you say body transformation in sports the this is the before and after i immediately picture uh i'm talking about brian cushing uh former usc linebacker mm-hmm. played for the texans i believe yes NFL. yes didn't follow yes. his nfl career closely i followed his, his before and after pictures at usc where he shows up as a freshman and he's got the man boobs and he's got the dumpy uh sasa Vujicic headband and the the long hair flopping over the head just looks like a i don't know what he looks like but he does not look like a football player and then the after picture he looks like the dude from the program that was ripping the steroids like i told well oh <laughs> funny. starting defense funny enough. yeah and he's jacked like it is the most blatant like obviously this guy's on steroids. And when it happened, I feel like it was oh nine, oh eight, twenty. Like it was in the golden age of the internet, and every when everyone had blogs and shit, and every it was all over the blogosphere, and everyone loved it. It was so funny, and I just remember that picture. Uh, it, it'll always be burned in my brain. So I had to put him on my list. And funny enough, as you said. I looked it up because I was always like, whatever happened to Brian Cushing? I knew he played in the league, but like, you know, a lot of guys play in the league. You kind of lose track of guys. Uh, suspended his second season in the NFL for PEDs. Yes. He said, I don't know how this happened. I'm going to get to the <laughs> bottom of it. He, he went with the OJ defense. Like, I'm going to yeah. try to find the real killer. USC, yeah. Like, yeah. I have no That's idea what happened, yep. but I swear to God, I will get to the bottom of how steroids ended up in my piss if it's mm-hmm. the last thing I do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he never did find out, but what he did find, what, what did happen is like a few years later, he tests positive again. And that's basically how his career ended is he yeah. got suspended for 10 games. And then like no one signed him after that. And that was it. So was he on, was he on steroids at USC or not? The mystery remains. I don't know. The best part about Brian Cushing's career was that he was there with JJ Watt, like during that period of time where like everyone loves JJ Watt and JJ Watt obviously, you know, has never done any of these juicing things. And, but you see JJ Watt and it's this physical specimen. You're like, Oh my gosh, look at that guy. And then it would be like camera pans over two to the right. And it's a guy that's just absolutely (laughs) losing his mind. And it's Brian. yeah, Who's Brian. the guy from the program that I'm talking? About? Was it Latimer? Was that the guy's name? Do you remember I, that? I, I can't the remember his one name. time. I, I, I was think it was Latimer. Think it was he, yeah. he, I, I swear it was the same sort of thing as like Brian Cushing, where like he shows up as like a dumpy dude, and they they wanted him to play special teams or defense or something, so he he puts on like 40 pounds of muscle, and then he finds out he's starting defense, and then he bashes his head on his windshield or whatever. I'm I'm I've seen that movie one time, but I that, that'll stick with yeah, you. Yeah, I, I can't remember his name, but I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Uh, that's exactly. I'll text Rosillo. Rosillo knows. Oh, for sure. Uh, Brian Brian Cushing is that guy, like ad nauseum, like too much. You know what I mean? Where you're just almost like, look, man, you're too on the nose here. Like, just just peel it back a little bit. But uh, that's a great pick. I remember that he picture. Is, as well. Brian Cushing is Jeff Capel recruiting R.J. Barrett, Cam Reddish, and Zion yeah. Williamson as the FBI is investigating every program. And you're just like, dude. Come on. Like, Come on. Just give it a – yeah, give it a rest. Give it back a little. <laughs> All right, you're number two. Oh, man, I love that. All right, my number two, this one's this one's a little bit more nuanced, uh, and it might not even be uh, something that really hits with people, but my number two on my list is Kevin Durant. Oh, my God. I had Kevin Durant written down, and I took him off. So it's I, I, it hits with me. Go ahead. I didn't mean to – go ahead. And I, and, I say that, and I say this because Kevin Durant – for a long time, has always told the world, I'm six seven, right? I am mm-hmm. six seven. No matter what you may say, no matter if I'm taller than say Dwight Howard, who's listed at six eleven, I am six seven. The NBA said, We're gonna do measurements and we're gonna get to the bottom of this. We're gonna measure these guys, and they do their measurements, and it comes back, and I shit you not, 
Oh my goodness, Kevin Durant is 6'9". Kevin Durant, this is the transformation I'm talking about. He says, I'm a legit 6'8". <laughs> and then it comes back out that he was not ever measured at 6'10", which apparently he was. So the body transformation to me is that Kevin Durant during this period of time is either between the range of 6'7 or 7 feet tall. We're not really sure what mm -hmm. he is, but I know that the transformation was had between those ranges of inches. I don't know where it falls, but I do know something happens, and that's all I can say. And, and guys in the know, like color commentators, when they're calling games that Durant's playing in, they'll say he's seven foot because they, they're in the know. They've, they've been to dinner with him. They've stood next to him. They know how tall he actually is, and it's seven foot. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I had him on my original <laughs> list, and I took him off because I thought – I don't know what I thought. I, I thought did, I wanted to put Jake Arrieta on there, I guess. <laughs> I mean, it's a good thought, but I, I will say, like, did Kevin Durant grow five inches? That, that's really the question. Like, no, because if you go back to the draft and he's standing next to Greg when they're one and two, <laughs> like they're the same height. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> what? Here's a, the other body transformation. Can he bench press 185 pounds? Gun to your head right now, Kevin, Kevin Durant, and, and when he's coming out of the draft, could not bench press 185 pounds. This was uh, very famous at the time in 2007. Uh, do you think right now Kevin Durant could bench press 185 pounds one time? I'm going to answer this as Kevin Durant. I can, but I won't. But I won't. But I don't <laughs> need to. Yeah. <laughs> Which leaves us all to go – Huh? Can you? <laughs> can you? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. He's like Kevin Durant bench pressing is like me dunking. Like I did it once. Mm -hmm. So I'll just like, I'll just say I can do it forever. And everyone's like, well, why don't you do it? Right now? Cause I don't need to. And that's I already did it. I've done it before. I mean, it's, it's the, it's the whole finals MVP thing. Everyone's like, yeah. why don't you just go win a ring on your own? He's like, I already did it. I did it. Uh, that's a good, that's a great one. Kevin Durant's a good one. Uh, my number two, uh, also a little nuanced, um, but I won't need to explain it to you. As soon as I say the name, you'll know exactly where I'm going with this. Mike Dom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the funniest body transformation of all yes. time. Uh, Mike Dom is an absolute legend of South Dakota State. He is uh, the best player in program history. He takes them to the 2018 in-state tournament. They lose to Ohio State in mm -hmm. the second round, was it? Was it the first yeah. round? The second round, I think. Um, he, he, he's coming back for the 2019 season. There, there's speculation he might transfer to Nebraska. Our good buddy Tim Miles is trying to get him to Nebraska. He's, he's from Nebraska, but we, we later find out he's actually from, like, the, 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 the panhandle. He's from, like, more Colorado area than Nebraska, mm -hmm. but he's technically Nebraska. Um, but everyone was framing it like he's coming back home to Lincoln, even though Lincoln's, like, three hours away. Uh, ultimately decides he's not coming back home. He's staying at South Dakota State. He's going to lead the Jackrabbits to – I don't know, on destiny, uh, 316, yeah. whatever destiny is for that level. Um, it's all going to happen. But the other challenge is that Mike Dom, who's putting up just absurd stats at three seasons at South Dakota State, uh, he's trying to get to the league. And the NBA mm -hmm. scouts are telling him, you're a little dumpy. You're a little, you got a little baby weight you're carrying around. We need you lean. We need you, you know, maybe you'll have to play the three in the NBA. We don't know. We, we mm -hmm. want you to be more versatile, Mike. So he says, I, I, I hear your notes. I take them. Uh, and I am going to work on that. Decides to become a vegan. Mm -hmm. uh, he loses a ton of weight. Uh, he, he does not like this. All throughout that summer, there are articles coming out about Mike Dom's weight loss, and he's like, this is brutal. This blows. I want a burger. <laughs> yeah, he's like, I'm hungry. Everyone's like, another quote from Mike Dom says yeah. he's hungry. <laughs> and every, yeah, yeah, and, and all, the, all the reporters are like, Mike Dom is hungry for a championship. He's like, no, bitch, I'm hungry for a burger. <laughs> yeah, please. Give me a please burger. Please feed me. Get me. Bed. Uh, so then 
they do the the off season tour of Canada, and I, what mm. is it like in August when you usually do those? Yeah, um, right now. And Mike Dom does not play well. South Dakota State does not play well. Uh, they did they lose the Carlton? Did, I think they the lost Carlton? the Carlton. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I felt like they lost a lot of people. They 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 played like ass. Let's just say like, Ryer. They lost to to McGill, Ryerson, Ryerson yeah. and Carlton. That's what Dude, we remember. You just named three Canadian. Uh, mm. uh, shout out to my Calgary Dinos. That's mm. number four. Can we mm. keep going? Can we do a top top five Canadian college teams? Uh, we kept going. So they play like ass, and uh, reports come out of Canada that Mike Dom's playing like ass, whatever. Uh, and then he immediately just pivots, and he's like, yeah, the hell with veganism. I'm going back to eating, baby. And and the rest is his. I mean, he doesn't ultimately make it to the league, does he? I mean, mm. he's not in the league now, but, like, I don't think he ever actually made it to the NBA. But uh, one of the funniest stories, because, like, he, he wanted no part of it. Like, there was no – he was like, this is the dumbest shit I've ever done in my life, but, like, I'm trying to prove to the scouts that I care. <laughs> and, and he's like, actually, I don't care. This is stupid. It's not worth it. It's also – the best example of if you have it right if you have the chance to just be the best player at that weight in college do it in the moment like don't do the body yeah. transformation in college right wait till yes. after you're done and he tried to jump the gun a little bit it is uh when you when you talk to me about guys that listen to scouts and they shouldn't have uh it's mike dom is the first example that comes to mind the second is nigel hayes the year he came back to wisconsin was jacking threes like crazy and you're like what is going on here <laughs> why is nigel hayes shooting threes uh but Mike Dom, it, it is the funniest body transformation. That's why I have to put him at number two. Mm-hmm. Yep, mm-hmm. that's it. And by the way, the South Dakota State, he comes back. Uh, they ended up, they didn't even make the NCAA tournament his final year, his senior season. They, they went to the 19 and lost to Texas in the first round. So um, is it because of veganism? I say yes. I say I, it's yes. it's because of Shaka listen. Smart. Uh, great coach and job by Shaka Smart. Um, <laughs> All right. I, I feel like I feel like we both have the same number one. Or I hope that we have we both have the I, same. I would be willing to bet a lot of money that you do not have my number one. Okay. I boy, I would love to be wrong. All right. Go ahead. I'm just gonna read a quote and then I'll tell you who the answer is. People always say you have to grow into your body, but for me, it wasn't even growing into my body. The more weight came, it didn't phase me. It made me faster, stronger. It helped me become a more versatile player. That same person that gave that same quote, his freshman year, he was small. He was a point guard. He was mm-hmm. 6'3". He was 175. And people said, you know what? You're probably not going to go to a D1 college. But, mm-hmm. you know, keep working on your game, kid. Mm-hmm. You might be a point guard. Listen to the Felton family. They may teach you some things. A hundred pounds later, and I, and I, and I don't mean to, to exaggerate, a hundred pounds later, a man by the name of Zion – Played basketball at the weight of 285 pounds with the 6'7 frame. Allegedly 285 pounds. And changed the game of basketball forever. Mm -hmm. Boban, 290-pound (laughs) 7'3". Diane Williamson, (laughs) 6'7", 285 pounds. 100 pounds was the claim. The transformation is unmatched. You you reported this. He's lost fifteen pounds. Uh, oh, put on ten pounds. Pure of- fat. Uh, pure fat. <laughs> pure fat. Yeah. This is what he does. This is the incredible feats of Zion. We have so many more feats to see. I hope. And uh, this is just one of many. Jokic, Zion. And what's the Mount Rushmore? Mark Gasol, <laughs> Jokic, Zion, Kevin uh, Love. Kevin Love. Yeah, fluid. But Kevin Love, he's kind of kept, kept it, it off, off. right? He kept it off a little, but I'm talking like like you, you literally don't know any given day. You turn uh, on the all right, all right. Last one. Zion had the big picture country. in the weight room. It's big country. Big country. <laughs> big country's a good one. Yeah, that's a good one.
That's it. James Harden could be a good one. Honestly. James Harden's okay. a good one. James Harden. Yeah. Honestly, if we call James Harden big country, like it wouldn't be that far <laughs> off. James Harden might be my number four. I put it on the Mount Rushmore right there. <laughs> uh, those four guys of like, you just don't know. You turn on the TV, you're like, are we getting, are we getting fat guy? Are we getting skinny? What, what are we getting tonight? I don't mm. know. Um, that's a great one. Uh, as it turns out, we, we had similar thinking because my number one, I think when you think of body transformations, your mind immediately goes to Duke. Your mind immediately goes to uh, uh, just, yeah, to, to, to the Duke Blue Devils. Mm. And um, you said Zion. I went a different direction, Tate. I went Coach K. Oh. My number one. <laughs> what is Jay? And here's why. What is uh, people forget that Coach K had six surgeries in 15 months a few years ago. <laughs> So I just, I just want to toss out this, this philosophical question. Is the Coach K who's on the sideline right now? So Coach K, a few years back, like right before Zion showed up, coincidence, I don't know, uh, he had a hernia surgery. He had an ankle surgery, maybe multiple ankle surgeries. I don't know. I, I, my research is spotty. Uh, a left knee replacement. He had a herniated disc that he had to get. I said that right. I think I'm the first guy in media mm -hmm. history to say that right on the first, uh, the first attempt. Uh, in his back that he had to get fixed um, surgically. The second time that this has happened, of course, remember, in 1994, the, uh, the, the back mm. injury, Pete Gaudette takes over, and wouldn't you know it, Duke sucks. Um, Guess where he went? He, had, he went to recruit Vince Carter. Then uh, uh, the trip to the Dominican Republic for the 2018 team going into the 2018 season uh, got canceled because – Coach K had to have a right knee replacement. So he's had both of his knees replaced. He's had two back surgeries. He's had hernia surgery. Ankles. And my philosophical question to you is, is the man on the sidelines today the same man that was standing on the sidelines in 1991 when Duke won their first title? Or have enough parts of him been replaced? Have we seen enough of a transformation that that's not Coach K at all? The man we're seeing is like Frank and K. We're seeing Frank and K. That's my question to you, Tate. I don't know. You're basically asking me if there's any piece of Anakin Skywalker left. <laughs> <laughs> and what I would say to that, Mark Titus, is absolutely not. Yeah. And, and yes, he was Anakin <laughs> once upon a time, but once he becomes Darth Vader and the Sith Lord, <laughs> there's no coming back from that. And I, and I think what you're saying is a very valid point. They've been adding pieces to keep, you know, Darth Vader up and running and alive as star Wars has been doing with the franchise. Just keep him in it. Yeah. It's the only way we can get people to go to the theaters. If they know Darth Vader is going to be there. Rogue one. Perfect example. That's what Duke's doing. They have the star Wars franchise and Darth mm -hmm. Vader has to be there and whatever it takes. I mean, I honestly, I hope it's the same guy, Mark Titus, but regardless, it's the same symbol. It's, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the same symbol. Uh, yeah, that, that's why K has to be my number one. It just, <laughs> he, he raises just philosophical questions. Uh, it, it, it's it's a much deeper discussion than just like watching a guy's body transform. What would be more devastating to you, finding out that uh, Dean Smith paid players, or that um, I don't know, like Jay Wright gets plastic. Jay Wright and Tony Bennett just get plastic surgery out the ass. And that's how they are, have been the two handsome guys in college basketball for so long. Like what would be more devastating, like just shake the foundation. Of I, like, I don't know, man, I guess that's, that's kind of an obvious I answer mean, for you. I, but, uh, I, I, I feel like for me, just the idea that they're willing to put that much in giving the other coaches, it would just, be, it would beg the question as a journalist, I would have a follow-up. Uh, did you have any honorable mentions? 
my honorable mentions I had were two that I think were knocked out because of the puberty uh, uh, okay. clause that was thrown in. But I had Giannis Antetokounmpo, uh, the notes on yeah, Giannis. that's a puberty one. That's, yeah. a, that's a puberty, that's a puberty one. one. 54 pounds of muscle. <laughs> um, that's, what I, <laughs> that's what I found. 54 pounds of muscle. Exactly, uh, 54. And, and grew an inch after being drafted 15th uh, in the 2013 draft. And then Anthony Davis, uh, six definitely guard. Proven, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. both those I took off, but those are my yeah. two honorable mentions. Uh, I had my honorable mentions include the the Indiana Hoosiers from like 2017 to, to like basically when Archie Miller got hired at IU and Cliff Marshall, the new strength coach. I don't know if you remember this one, because we, we, we always do this every year. We 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 make a big deal about the transformation pictures and all that. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cliff Marshall, IU strength coach came in hot when he got the job and like the first year or two he was like tweeting out just like the most absurd he was brian cushing mm-hmm. with the stats he was like i i, I remember Jawan uh morgan um he 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 did like uh like his deadlift was a program record his uh there's something else to support but he 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 increased his vertical jump by 10 inches in like one summer or something and then uh like al durham was putting on like 25 pounds of rock solid muscle he was it was so egregious and like the, the it, it was it was hilarious so I, I wanted to put the entire hoosiers on the work that they did that summer those first couple summers were just uh it was staggering um i wanted to give a shout out to uh, joe thomas for losing mm. a ton of weight after he got done playing i think that's a that's worth noting right the only the only other ones i had uh jared allen's mullet i briefly considered that it doesn't really technically count but he when jared allen grew out like jared allen was just like a middling the way i remember he was just like a decent football player but like nothing special and then he grew out his mullet in that one moment in time for the minnesota vikings he was like the best defensive end in football when he had the mullet and, and he, 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 he wore 69 right like or, he, yeah he, yeah, yeah, yeah. We had the mole, the '69 thing, and it was like, "Wow, where'd this guy come from?" And I think it was the power of the mole. I think there's some Samson energy. It's kind of like Clay Matthews in the uh, hair. Like if he doesn't have the hair, it's just not the same. And then the last honorable mention, uh, I wanted to give a shout out to Ryan Russell, our <laughs> buddy. Uh, the, the transformation he's done pre-quarantine to now, um, just like he's, he he stopped lifting. He looks great. He's he's, he's cut back a lot of weight, and uh, I just wanted to shout him out because I know he's working really hard to uh, to lose a lot of that muscle mass that he built up, and. Um, I just wanted to shout him out for that because he's 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 really slimmed down a lot and it looks great. So shout out to Rosillo for 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 that. So this is Rosillo's nightmare right now. This <laughs> moment know. in time, hearing you say that, the fact that we just named all the people that got swole and did not name Rosillo. Rosillo, I remember when you got. No, swole. he looks great. He stopped lifting for quarantine. <laughs> That's a, I, that, I I stole a bit. I got to shout out uh, Jim Cunningham for that one. Jim 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 used to do that all the time. He'd come to the office. He'd be like. Why'd you stop lifting weights, man? What happened? And then I was like, Jim Cunningham's life. His, his life is to know what hurts you and then to <laughs> yeah. use it. <laughs> the perfect uh, you. That was great. I like that top five. That was mm. a fun one. Uh, yeah, that was. Uh, we, we learned a lot. Uh, shout out to closeouts. Let's wrap this. Man, learned here. a lot is uh, is kind of the real thing here. I want to shout out to Michael Porter Sr. I know we talked about mm-hmm. Michael Porter Jr., but just uh, in fact, I'm just shout out all the NBA fans, like the the people that are at these games, the actual family members that are at the games, because they have to listen to both Russell Westbrook yell every obscenity uh, known to man at them, and they also get the moments of pure father son yeah. where we got to see michael porter senior so i i feel like we've gotten the cutaway shots but just shout out to them for being there and absorbing that moment yeah, like we need we need more of these shots because a lot of these guys like like westbrook and harden and, and lebron does it uh who are who are they yelling at when they're when they're turning to the crowd and they're yet like harden has the block on Dort to clinch game seven and he just starts like yelling at the crowd and you're like is he yelling at his 
family? Is he yelling at like, like I think he's yelling at the virtual fans, but I'm not <laughs> I'm not sure. I don't know who he's yelling at. LeBron uh, will do it too. Like he'll hit a shot and he'll like stare down somebody. Like is he I don't I don't know. It's just LeBron LeBron was looking at his family. He's looking at his family. I don't know. It's 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 fascinating. But yeah, shout out to uh Michael Porter Sr. That's a that's a good one. Uh I want to shout out friend of the program, five star recruit, the most recent five star recruit that came on this program. His name is mm. Sky Clark. Uh, he is the number one recruit in the state of Tennessee, Tate. And I don't know if you saw this, but Corey Evans from Rivals, mm. is he has flipped his prediction on Sky Clark. Uh, Sky Clark, when he came on this program, we had to be unbiased journalists and pretend like we didn't you know, read reports or whatever. But all the reports were saying that Sky was – he was going to Kentucky. He was a Kentucky guy. He was, he was heavily leaning towards Kentucky. Certainly the tra- trajectory of him like – leaving California to go to Tennessee. There's a lot of, a lot of smoke there. A lot of, so a lot of people were saying Kentucky, I'm not going to, you know, I'm not going to say either way, but that's just what everyone seemed to be saying. <laughs> and then this week, Corey Evans of Rivals says, Sky Clark has flipped his prediction from Kentucky to the North Carolina Tar Heels. Mm. Interesting. So what, my question to you is, what, how did you do this, Dave? How did you do this? What, my what answer, phone call did you make? What, <laughs> my why answer was I not is, on the call? We brought him on the show. <laughs> We saw how good of a guy he was, and and not in our version of a good guy, uh, an actual good guy. And we said, this guy is a blue chipper. I brought up Duke. I brought up Duke offering him. He says, hasn't happened. Didn't seem too interested. I'm like, I like that. That's, that's something good to see. Oh, you're going to Brentwood? That's where Brandon Wright went? Mm. That's good to see. Oh, you think uh, Brandon Wright got in his ear maybe a little bit? Maybe that... Mm. says he knows Brandon Wright mm. and uh you know what there, there's something going on there and I like the idea I know that he's close with Cole Anthony I found that out afterwards ah. um so I like come back idea. on the show Sky yeah. we got to break yeah. this down what else what else is there oh man uh there's honestly so much I want to shout out to Novak Djokovic uh because in this moment uh in time uh in this world that we live in the number one player in the world in tennis uh was at the u.s open Mm -hmm. he was a bit frustrated and i'm watching this live titus uh and he basically just bounces the ball down regular just hits it back doesn't look and all of a sudden you hear over the microphone oh like a a, (laughs) like this like something that was just out of nowhere and you see immediately just the he his whole face flushes Novak Djokovic I'm speaking of of course he hits the ball back hits a a Lions judge and and all hell breaks loose from there and I just want to say the coverage of the drama from ESPN and the fallout with John McEnroe coming on being like I know that he did something wrong but what I'm saying is he's the number one player in the world and Chris Everett being like, I know John, but if the rules say it, yeah. those are the rules. And uh, that went on for like an hour. That's hilarious. It was just great drama. So shout out to Novak. I, have, I, I have know zero. he's upset, but yeah. it, was, it was a good moment in sports. I have zero problem with him getting uh like, it sucks. It's, it's the rule. It's, it's the it, rule. But it's like the rule, but it's, yeah, yeah. You, you have to have consequences for your actions, right? You get, like, if you have to just tap your chest and be like, I'm, I'm an idiot. I'm and and, and for all the people... But- yeah, yeah, probably people out there that are saying that she flopped. Uh, like, <laughs> <laughs> you're next level. You're too much. You're too much. I want to shout out to a foe of the program, uh, John Diebler. He, oh, wow. uh, he, this man has retired more than Vince Carter at this point. <laughs> like, I cannot keep track of it. Uh, he, every time I talk to him, he's hanging it up for good. And I'm like, John, are you hanging it up for good? Or is basketball as a whole hanging it up for you? Cause nobody wants you like nobody literally mm-hmm. no, your phone's not ringing. Nobody cares. Mm-hmm. Like that's not retirement. That's like you just being forced out of the, whatever league you're in. Mm-hmm. Um, 
And he's like, no, man, I'm done. Like I have, I have twins now. Like I'm a father. I, I got a house in Ohio. Like I'm, I'm an Ohio legend for some reason. Cause I've convinced these people that I matter. Um, so he's like, I'm done. I'm hanging it up. My body's breaking down. I was not that athletic to begin with. And, and certainly as I've gotten older. And you're reading the text right now, right? That's exactly what this That's is what verbatim he what he texted. Uh, and then I get on Twitter and I see John Diebler just spamming the retweet, just shamelessly. Like anybody <laughs> talking about him, he's just like, oh, yeah, retweet that. It's like, dude, get over yourself. Uh, he signed with tel- some team in Tel Aviv. Mm-hmm. Like what the John, a premier you, team, a premier team. John, do you need the money? Is that, are you, are you, are you like, we can, we can do a, a GoFundMe or something for you, buddy. Like how many times are you going to retire? So I just wanted to call that out that John, John Diebler is back it's in the back. saddle. He's back playing <laughs> basketball in Israel. Um, should I call and get a statement? It's currently, by the way, it's, it's 11, 11 on the dot PM mm. here, uh, West coast time. So that makes it what, what is it? Two eleven? In the morning in, in yeah. Ohio? I, I was going to say, I don't know. In Tel Aviv, it's probably 7 a.m. Yeah, he, he might be in Tel Aviv. I'll just call him. Let me just see what happens. I'm going to call him real quick. Let's do uh, – Let's do. should I do FaceTime call? Because then that can be over the internet, right? If he's in Tel Aviv. Let's do a FaceTime call. <laughs> FaceTime audio. Speaker. Let's see what happens. Let's see, let's see if we can get a statement on his Tel Aviv situation. Wait, the FaceTime does FaceTime not go to a voicemail? No. Oh, I'm an idiot. <laughs> well, good luck, Tabler. Uh, so his official st- I'll, I'll fill in for him. Oh, hey, hey, Titus, what do you want? Blah, 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 blah. Who cares? And then I hang up on him. That's what and then you're like, Diebler told me all these great things before he came on the show. Why didn't he say anything when he came on? And I'm like, what? What happened? Oh, man. Uh, what else? Is that it? Uh, one last thing for me, shout out to Skip Bayless, uh, shout yep. out to LeBron and Skip Bayless, because in 2020, we can say everyone can bury the hatch. Uh, LeBron James wins game two last night. He is uh, clinical down the stretch. Every, something that everyone is clutch watching. clutch. And then, uh, Skip Bayless, Skip Bayless tweets it. Finally, LeBron spells his name properly, puts the B in capitals, which I think was respect, uh, comma, all caps clutch. Period. The statement is out there. Uh, congratulations Our, to, all, to all the Michael Jordan, LeBron people like me that have been in the middle of this. It's over. It's over. It's over. It's, it's over. over. Uh, our colleague Skip Bayless, by the way. Our colleague. You're right. How do we get like you know? So when like Coward goes on vacation and uh, someone else at Fox feels it, like Gottlieb will do his. Radio yeah, show. I was gonna say. I, yeah, Doug. How do yeah. we do that? Like, if we go on vacation, <laughs> can we get like Nick Wright and Bayless to to duke it out about LeBron on our mm-hmm. show? Mm-hmm. How do we do that? Like, we, mm-hmm. who do we got to call at Fox to make that happen? Do we, do we get a name? Who our, our, I, I have a feeling they're gonna we're gonna get the Diebler treatment as we make yeah. that phone call and demand that Nick we're Wright demand, and Skip Bayless come on. We're gonna on demand our Nick Wright and Skip Bayless, and it's gonna be Gottlieb and Clay Travis instead, and they're gonna be like, "You're just gonna have to deal with it." Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, our our episode download spike. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We come back and we're like the number one show. <laughs> we're like somehow people love us. We're not really sure what we did. Uh, my final thoughts. Um, Purdue Dave giving is on Wednesday. Nice. Uh, it's happening. So everybody get your, your checkbooks out, get ready to write those checks. Um, also, I want to shout out to little league world series. We did not get a little league world series this year. I am a massive little league world series fan. Um, and it just, I, I, I miss it. I miss it greatly. Um, I can feel like, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what else to say. I was thinking about it. I was, I was at the beach recently this week and I saw a super fat kid uh, taking a shovel and he was throwing sand up in the air and swinging and trying to hit it like it was a baseball. Mm. 
And it just reminded me of Big Al, who hits dingers. Mm. And I was just like, man, I wish the Little League World Series was going on, and it's not, and that sucks. And so I wanted to shout out to the Little League World Series. Yeah, shout out to the Little League World Series. Shout out to all the kids out there that are playing uh, in those tournaments because, uh, boy, is it exhausting traveling around all over the place. <laughs> uh, NFL NFL's on Thursday. Uh, give the people at home something to watch for in this NFL season. Like, what's, what's like a like a just like a player, like a a team or like a coach or like. Is there like one thing you're thinking like we should watch for this this season? Like who's going to win the Super Bowl? Maybe watch for that or watch for it. Just keep just watching keep, it. Keep an eye on it. <laughs> the, the thing about uh, NFL football is you just got to keep watching. That's how they keep you. I just did my fantasy football draft tonight, and I had. Oh, you did. Okay. And in my mind, I have the greatest team of all time. Like I got yeah. like Dalvin Cook. I got like Derrick Henry. Like I got all these guys that I know. But what I didn't like, Mark Titus, is that in my draft, I have all these nerds uh, that are like, you know, up on Nikhil Harry is going to be this, this, and that this no. year. And uh, uh, yeah, exactly. And they're no. taking all these other guys. So my team, no. in my vantage point, is stacked. I have like Julio Jones, like all these, all these no-name guys. Uh, you know, Cam Newton's on my bench. You know, he's going to have a great season in my mind, going to break out. Um, but my big thing is like, this might be the final. I feel like in baseball, there's like this window of time that like, I left the game right and I came back and I'm kind of like people that you don't know and you kind of feel a little bit out of it. I feel like the NFL this year, if I don't stay engaged the entire time, I'm, I'm fearful that when I come back, it's going to be a new world. That happened to me. I was out on the NFL for a few years. Uh, not for any reason. It just kind of, I just stopped watching and just, it just sort of happened. Um, and then I got back and I was like, who are these guys? Like, exactly. I don't want that. that. It was my buddies tried to get me to do fantasy football. And I was, I like showed up to the draft and I was like, so is Maurice Jones drew still like the guy? Is he like number one pick? They're like, dude, is he even in the league anymore? And I'm like, what? Yeah. (laughs) Dude, that's Devonte Freeman, right? Who I thought was on the Falcons and has been the running back on the Falcons. I'm like tonight. I'm like, man, I might just like scoop up Devonte Freeman. Everyone's like, Devonte Freeman. I'm like, like, I don't know. I thought he was gonna be uh, available. Here Dude, we are. Fantasy football is fundamentally broken. I will never play <laughs> fantasy football again. The, the 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 fact that like the best players in the actual game of football aren't the best players per se. And fantasy football, like is Patrick Mahomes? Is he not the? Is he? He's got to be the number one fantasy guy, right? No, the number one fantasy guy that's, is Christian. That's ridiculous. Christian McCaffrey. That's absolutely. Is that not just the most insane? Like, isn't that a non-starter for fantasy football? That like, shouldn't the best players be the best players? Or am I crazy? I don't know. Well, like when I when I figured that out, I was like, this is the dumbest <laughs> shit ever. I quit forever. I'm, yeah. I'm out. It's <laughs> kind of like me watching the Panthers. I'm like, shouldn't the quote unquote best player in football be able to win a game? Because <laughs> <laughs> all I know is that I saw the not good quarterback win a lot of games. Uh, and that's what I read. So I don't know. That, that's just what happened. Fun times. Uh, I think this is the Browns year. I think uh, the Browns are going to do it. My beloved Cleveland Browns uh, yeah. and my beloved Indianapolis Colts are going to meet. <laughs> AFC championship. I do. I think Phil Rivers, uh, you asked one thing to watch Phil Rivers in Indianapolis, uh, the Philip Rivers, like playing in Peyton Manning's house and, that, the re- and the reverence that he has. Uh, I will say, get that, get that good. country boy out of Southern California, get him back in the sticks of Indiana, man. Woo. He's going to be, yeah. He's going to be humming. He's gonna be putting a fat dip in when he goes out on the field. Yeah. Eating raisin canes on Saturday be before the game. Yeah. It's going to be great. We don't have raisin canes in Indiana. I don't think, but points. What do you guys have? Um, Popeyes? Oh, they have them in Ohio. They don't, I don't think they have them in Indiana. Steak and oh, shake. Steak and oh, shake. Steak and shake. <laughs> shake. Yeah, right. Downtown Indianapolis steak and shake. He's going to be just slamming fucking steak burgers at 2 a.m. Uh, all right. That's the show. <laughs> I hope everyone had a happy Labor Day. Um, that's it. That's the show. And uh, good luck on the Purdue Day giving to all you Purdue fans. Hope you guys raise a shit ton of money and you set some new records. We'll see you guys uh, later this week.